Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Darber. I'm Steve Sears. And this is post-WrestleMania and pre-by-Steve. Wow. Uh, I was about to say WrestleMania recrap? Oh, that is that what we called the first one? The first that WrestleMania. I was forced to watch that I, I was refusing to watch that WrestleMania because the Miz was in it. Yeah, that was the first that was the first WrestleMania we were gonna cover on the podcast. And we did the WrestleMania recrap, which I thought was brilliant. I think that's <laughs> one of the best the best title podcasts I think I've ever heard, besides um Well, we've had some really good titles. <laughs> uh you know, I don't think we ever called anything else a recrap because I forgot and I was in charge of titles. I just assumed that it was never going to get any better than that in terms of like <laughs> crap. But I mean, I think I would put that's why I put the question mark in there. I think it was a WrestleMania recap. That's what I'm thinking for today. Oh, OK. Yeah, I liked it. No recrapping. Uh, WrestleMania, the recrapping. Recrapped out. <laughs> recrapped out. Recrapped out. out. Oh, the Japanese audience. <laughs> They love submissions, mm-hmm. especially when, when they, they do, do them. it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot. Go to ProWrestlingLoot.com. Use the promo code JERKS to get 10% off your first loot. Did you not get a chance to go to WrestleMania, listener? Were you not there? I mean, I, I met many a listener there, but maybe you, you didn't get a chance. Maybe the, the funds just weren't there. You have a couple of bucks in your pocket, but it's like, I can't fly all the way to Dallas and rent a car and go to titty bars and buy wrestling shirts and and get barbecue and meet up with friends and get smashed. I can't do all of those things. That's a, that's a hell of a weekend. And go see NXT and go see ROH and go see JR speak and go do all that. That's, that's way too much money. I'd rather just have a monthly subscription of wrestling loot just sent straight to my door. That's what I'd rather have. Listener, is that you? Is it? Is that you, listener? I can hear you. I can hear you nodding, listener. ProWrestlingLoot.com. It's a monthly subscription. You get stuff sent right to your door. You don't have to go through all the hoopla of WrestleMania and do all that. You have stuff sent right to your door each and every month. It's different. It's weird. It's unusual. Shirts, DVDs, autographs, and more. Use the promo code JERKS. Get 10% off your first loot. Then you still got some money for the titty bar. Uh, so I just assumed as a totally cliched stereotypist that there was like, that doesn't seem like you, it seems like you fight that really hard. I do, but I am about to say what I'm about to say, you know, and I can't stop myself. I just assumed there was armadillo roadkill on the side of every (laughs) road in Dallas because that's how little I know about Texas. All I know is that they filmed RoboCop in Dallas for Detroit. Really? Yeah. That would explain all the armadillos that RoboCop steps on. <laughs> well, uh, on the Paul Verhoeven director's cut edition. Yes, several of the dead armadillos on the side of the road are indicative of uh, Detective Alex Murphy's transformation <laughs> in from man to half robot cop. A robot cop. <laughs> I don't even think he knows his creation. Murphy, you got to get off that dinghy. You're too much trouble for these streets. I can't even continue on with that bit. Uh, Robot cop? Robot cop. Uh, You're headed for a waterfall, mister. (laughs) I'd buy that ore for a dollar. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I see why you're leaving. (laughs) Um, uh, No, there's not armadillo roadkill everywhere in Texas because all the Southerners are cooking it up for dinner. Ooh, barbecue. Where's not want not? Did you get some sweet barbecue? Where'd you go? No. Did you get some? Did you get Hard some? Rock Cafe. Oh, why? What happened? 
that was that was it was hanging out with a friend slash networking. I just that, imagine that's what that one was, and I was happy hanging out with a friend. You know who you are. You know who you are. That was a very good time. But some of the other people at that table didn't necessarily want me there. Friend, you know who you are. Who listens to the you show? You know who you are. You fucking monster. <laughs> Steve doesn't know yet. I don't know who you are, but the, I just imagine the other people. I was trying to win over, and I was trying to do a thing, and I was neglecting other people because it's like, no, I'm I'm doing that thing that people do. I have cards in my pocket. There wasn't a kind-hearted Texan like at the front of the Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe who'd be like, "Hey, hold up there, partner. Looks like you're going inside to have a bite to eat. Have you had any Dallas barbecue yet? Because if you haven't." You should probably help yourself to some Dallas barbecue before you go into this old shithole silo. Where you going in for some frozen diarrhea? <laughs> now hold on there, partner. <laughs> Head on out. <laughs> Head on down to Al's barbecue. That's Al's barbecue. <laughs> Al Snow? Yeah, Al Snow's barbecue. Rip. Mustache off and then... Uh, did you see Mr. Snow? I did. Did he recall you? No, he did not. Uh, I was dressed differently. Ah, uh, peacock feathers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give this away on the podcast. Um, <laughs> is this your I'm Bruce Wayne moment or I'm Batman moment? <laughs> I'm Peacock Man. Uh, Al Snow was someone who we shot with for an uh, upcoming episode of On Your Mark. Ah. So he did not recognize me in normal Scott Narver gear, which he's clearly such a fan of. Uh, Scott... Going into character is stripping away of the illusion and the artifice that we have in our day-to-day lives. So when you become a character... Artifice or orifice? What did you say? I said artifice. Okay. But I meant apparatus. (laughs) (laughs) You strip away the orifice and strap on the apparatus. Look, take off your Vader mask with the steam (laughs) and the elephant tusks and reveal yourself to the world as, as a performer. Strap on that red lightsaber like the red rocket of a dog. Lou, he's excited. He's <laughs> real excited. Lap it up. Uh, I understand you also went on a date uh, during WrestleMania week. How do you understand that, Steve? We just started recording. I just got off an airplane and saw you. You told me, and I processed it as best I could. That's true. We went to tap around, had some food, and we were talking about a little bit about stories and stuff. Told you, yes, I went on a date. I look, I'm in full I condone this. I assume that it was like I said to you earlier, I think you were in the completely in the right to go try to get some strange during WrestleMania week. <laughs> I was all about just going and hanging out. Like it wasn't necessarily about like I will bed you on this WrestleMania weekend. I will be triumphant and I will make this happen. Not really my forte. Yeah, but I mean the assumption can be there. The goal can be there. I was curious if, if that any if anybody would even want to hang out, like being an out-of-towner, saying I'm going to WrestleMania, I was more interested in not meeting a Dallas local. I was interested in meeting a wrestling fan from a, a female wrestling fan from across the globe and like hanging out and getting to know each other and like, what did you do? What did you do? And not knowing each other. Which uh, countries specifically? Oh, gosh. Uh, Marrakesh. Oh, that'd be neat. I think that's more Moroccan? of a city. That's more, more of a city, I suppose. Moroccan? Yeah. Can I go Moroccan? Sure. And she's like, oh, League of Nations is not well represented in Morocco. I bet. Please, let's meet at uh, uh, Ellen's Southern Kitchen. Yes. Where they <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking great catfish. <laughs> Next time we'll go to my place in Casablanca. Rick's. Rick's. It's Rick's. I Rick. was thinking of Rick's. We go for the rabbit. Yeah. 
And Moroccans the, make good rabbit. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Go to a Moroccan restaurant. Get you some rabbit. Uh, all I have by my house is Marrakesh King. <laughs> oh, God. Those Whoppers are no good. Yeah, they're just spicy. Filled with rocks. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went on a date, and um, uh, she didn't know of WrestleMania. Big really... Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> yeah, not a wrestling fan, just a huge Roman Reigns yeah, fan. I don't like his wrestling so much, but I really like what WWE's doing with his character. I really hope that he puts on a all right match with Triple H. <laughs> God, that's that would be something to hope for, right? A all right match with Triple H from Roman Reigns. I think that's what we got. Yeah, I think it was perfectly serviceable. Let's start at the main event, Scott. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so nothing happened with the girl. Um, Did you want to... Was there more? To the date? Yeah. No, not really. I mean, it was, we just went out. We, we, we had some food and we chatted. And there was an underlying, what's going on here? Like, what are we doing? I'm leaving soon. We're not talking about this. You live here. Why are we hanging out? But we were both interested... We're both intrigued by one another. Yeah, but we didn't further go into it. I was also at that point up for like forty hours or so. Yeah, it sounded like you were both testing the waters to bash Strange, to mix your ice cream. Yeah, bash old Doctor Strange. Yeah, make a bit, make a bit of the old marble cake. Throw it in the oven. Yeah, you know what happens in WrestleMania. It shows is, up on a podcast and <laughs> is very fortunate if it happens at WrestleMania. <laughs> Match? Nah, not so much. Um. So uh, this is my WrestleMania moment. <laughs> no, did you see my WrestleMania moment? What was your WrestleMania moment? You didn't see. No, what happened? Oh, Steve Vamp. I'm gonna. Uh, I enjoyed the main event, except that I was really panicked because I had to get to a show, and I was surprised that it was going so long. No, what am I talking about? I didn't enjoy the main event at all. <laughs> <laughs> you caught yourself in a lie. Yeah, I was just going on autopilot. I loved. I thought it was a great pay per view, but that ending, I was like, oh well. The rest of it was so much fun. My WrestleMania moment. Oh, peak ass. Yeah. Nice. I did see this picture. Okay. That guy's built like the Hulk. Yeah, he's big. He's strong. He's real big. So I, uh, for those of you following on Twitter, you saw this. Uh, I, uh, I, Pete Gas was at this uh, pre-party before WrestleMania. And um, I, yeah, I lost my mind. Like I totally flipped out. I was more excited to see Pete Gas than I was to see my date. I Look, it makes sense. I know. It makes a lot of sense. I know. I'm explaining it to you in case you were confused by it. No, it makes sense to me. You're explaining it to the listeners also, because we all know how much you like Pete Gas. I, I No. I love Pete Gas. Uh, I love you, Pete Gas. <laughs> I love you, Pete Gas. I, lo- I love you, Pete Gas. <laughs> I like you, uh, Joey Ebbs and Rodney. You're, you're okay by me. But I love you, Pete Gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty neat, and you know he, he told me a little bit about the book coming up, and says he's he's happy to come back on the show, and uh, so that'll be some on down the line. So that was pretty cool by me. It's time to say hello, Triple H. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, uh, nothing. Just thought I'd go on my press tour after I retained the championship at Mania. Well, uh, you know this is a bit of a different episode today. We're do- we're talking uh, WrestleMania, and also Steve is leaving the show, and you know. Um, uh, wait, uh, you have a, you have your belt and yeah, I'm on a press tour for retaining the belt. You know, I retained the belt at WrestleMania. So I I know triple, uh, 
well, two things. Number one, like I was saying, it's Steve Sears last show, and we're, so we're trying to do a farewell show to him. But you, um, you shouldn't have the championship. You didn't, you didn't retain it at WrestleMania. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, it was at the main event of WrestleMania. All right, uh, the the authority is right. ruling supreme. I mean, if you think about it, the authority is ruling supreme. I retained the belt at WrestleMania 32. Uh, but in the match, Roman Reigns beat you and, and, and pinned you. A pish posh, magosh, magosh. Who cares? What? I got the belt. <laughs> what was that? You heard me. Pish posh, magosh, magosh. I've got my bit. I've got my championship belt right here. Is that? That's not corporate speak. That's like you talking to your children. Oh, Scotty Waddy tried to have trouble understanding what happened to the WrestleMania main event. I didn't have a misunderstanding. You you lost. Roman Reigns beat you. Had the title celebrated. He left. Then you got up. I took pictures of you and Stephanie in the middle of the ring, and you know people applauded you, but you were then sad and dejected. You didn't you didn't win the belt. Uh, did you see my entrance? Did you see my entrance? I did. It was a very impressive entrance. Thank you. I thought my wife memorized her lines very well. She did. She when did she get that copy? Oh. Easily 15 minutes before. No way. Yeah. She's a quick study. Yeah. I. She wrote 90% of it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it was very impressive. Yeah. Honestly, she was going to have straight hair when she went out there, like just flat as an arrow. Yeah. And at the last second, she was like, Beyonce, 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 Beyonce me. Oh, and then she got the frizzy hair. They gave her the frizzy hair. Now they just went full queen with her. Can, would you also be able to reveal now? I know it's a little soon. But you had all those followers. I don't know what you would call all those those legions. belt holders. Call them belt holders. Look, Roman Reigns has got a belt too. I got. He's got the heavyweight champion. I've got the heavyweight champion. No, I mean like all the all the like the weird zombie followers that you had in your entrance. Oh like, yeah, the WWE universe. That was the universe. That was the implication. Stephanie had this great idea that if we shit talk everybody in the universe right before I go out there, everybody's gonna cheer for Roman Reigns. I mean, I think you understand it didn't work. No, it did not work. No, no. I mean, it really, I mean, it, it, it didn't work. So how do you think the match ended? Because you have the championship around your shoulder, and it's you didn't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. It's WrestleMania. It's the it's the granddaddy of them all. If you think about it, it's the granddaddy of them all. Okay. So I get a belt. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns gets a belt. What? 14 of those other jobbers all get to keep their belts. And so we got a bunch of heavyweight belts uh, flying around. So you're just handing out belts for just participating. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we're not going to just hand out belts for participating. Okay. We're the WWE Universe. All right. All right. There's a majesty to WrestleMania. Sure. Whoever got a belt and they were in gorilla position to go out there got to keep it. Oh, all right. Yeah, they were specifically selected by which wrestlers could wear a mask, could wear a black trench coat, could have a belt on their shoulder, not keep it until we said they could keep it, and two, couldn't stop fidgeting whenever they were on camera. I mean, look at those guys. They look like they had ants in their pants. I mean, they look like they had ants in their pants. They all seem very nervous, and uh, understandably so, because it seemed like everybody, the majority of people were not excited for that main event. No, even with that great entrance. Seems like yeah, the wad was blown earlier. You had The Rock and Cena. You had Shane McMahon and uh, Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell. You had all these major things happen, and then you and Roman Reigns were just in a straight wrestling match. Oh, totally, yeah. The wad was definitely blown before we got there. Well, um, We were in the refractionary period after the wad was blown, so, I mean, if anything, it's just going to take, like, the 15 minutes after the first blown wad 
It's probably going to come back around, maybe around TLC. TLC? Yeah, that's what Do you know gonna, where that falls? That's where we're going to kick ass again. Do you know where TLC falls in the year? Midway point. Mm, December? Yeah. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. I mean, it was a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Well, I'm a little confused by what's going on with the belt right now, so let me ask you this. Hey, so, me too. AJ Styles and Roman Reigns? That's going to be something, huh? But you... What are you saying? You have the title right now, and you're acknowledging that Roman Reigns is a champion and that AJ Styles is the number one contender. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll just give AJ his uh, belt for because he showed up. You're just going to give out a belt because he showed up? Hey, that's good storytelling. I mean, if you think, I really, that's good storytelling. What happened there? Uh, look, when you're going to tell a story in the WWE, you got to make sure that everybody's into it. Triple H, look, I, I think things are a little muddled right now. Maybe are things difficult because Shane ran Raw? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you weren't on Raw. Yeah, well, well, I was celebrating with my belt. I was eating sushi off of it, just like everybody does. (laughs) I got me and 17 other guys eating sushi off of all of our belt plates. Um, And we can eat as much sushi as we want. doesn't matter if Shane McMahon's going to be there and order all the sushi and we won't be able to get any. Seems like you're a little bitter about everything right now. No, omakase is good. Get some Toro, maybe some of that uni, wh- whatever. Triple H, look, I, you were the champion. You don't, you don't have to be champion right now. You know, things can change. Shane can run the show, and maybe Roman Reigns or AJ Styles can, you know, follow, you know, to lead the way. You know what? That is a good idea. I will go to NXT and become the new NXT champ. That's not what I said. Yeah. You know what? Scott Narver, Steve Sears, the Curtain Jerks. That's a really good... Uh, you know what? I think the next match is going to be a Finn Balor in a meat grinder match. No, uh, Triple H... I'm going to make a big tasty burger and eat him. Uh, Triple H, don't, uh, don't drink that champagne. and don't, don't do your entrance. Triple H, don't... <laughs> God, it's in my eyes. God, yeah. champagne burns. Champagne burns the eyes so bad. Scott, ah, Scott, spit in your own eyes. Ah, Scott, spit in your own eyes. Oh, <laughs> it looked like a tooth. Yeah, it was. I've, I've had a loose tooth for a while. WrestleMania weekend was crazy. Hey, look, if you're gonna sell it, you sell big. God, yeah. So a lot of you know. Happen. I've never seen Triple H walk out of here so satisfied before. Just had his head in his clouds, or the clouds. But he owns them. He, they're his clouds. They're his clouds. What resolution? Indeed. <laughs> resolution. <laughs> uh. It's a mystery. <laughs> um, okay. So you were talking about the food that you're going to order for WrestleMania because you're going to watch it with friend of the show, Mickey Gallier, mm-hmm. who was forced to listen to one episode by being on it. Yes. Um, what food did you end up getting for WrestleMania that you watched? Uh, we ended up going to Juicy Wings on Hollywood Boulevard. Juicy Wings? It's where Juicy Burger used to be. Juicy Burger is gross. I got a pube in my fries on two different occasions. That place is foul. And I know, listener, why the hell would I go back after I get a pube once? <laughs> I was strong-armed in the second time being told... Like that's a that's a one time fluke. There's what's, no way you could ever get. What's the chances fucking... you're gonna get two pubes and two different meals? Yeah. Honestly, listener, what is the chances you're gonna get two pubes and two different meals? I'll tell you, hundred percent, hundred percent from Juicy Burger, home of the pube fries. Well, look, now it's Juicy Wings, and they make wings, and we got a bunch of wings, and it was really good, and we got some fries too. <laughs> uh, 
there were tampons in them. But, yeah, they weren't fries. They were all used fried tampons. But, I mean, hey, no ketchup needed, right, guys? <laughs> uh, the food was good. Um, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, okay. I liked it. Highlight of the night. Uh, the Bootios box was top-notch. Mm-hmm. Um, Bray Wyatt showing up I thought was really cool for some reason. Not sure why. <laughs> D- because it wasn't announced that he did. Yeah, it wasn't he, like Bray Wyatt will be coming out to challenge someone or to do this. Yeah, we just showed up. He had that sweet Texas Chainsaw Massacre face apron. Mm-hmm. A big fan of that. Um, super red. Ambrose and Lesnar was super cool. I know Mickey was sort of complaining that he wished it was more like skin of his teeth, kind of like Shane McMahon and Undertaker. But I don't yeah. think you can have those matches, two of those matches in the same night. You can't have the utter beatdown match. So I think in a lot of ways, you kind of needed Ambrose and Lesnar to be kind of that clean. You know what I meant? Like what I mean in terms of it being kind of a clean brawl? Yeah. I think, I thinking about it after the fact, I would have been very excited because I feel like it missed the third act of that match. The We got two acts and they're both pretty cool. Yeah. But had Lesnar destroyed the weapons that Dean wanted to use? Oh, no, it's, yeah, a denial of whatever chances Ambrose would have had. Would be, like, yeah, even like as simple, disassembling the chainsaw, smashing it. Or no, then, I, not so much the uh, baseball bat with the uh, barbed wire. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie. Like, it's as simple as, like, taking it from Ambrose, you think he's going to use it, and then he just snaps it in half and throws it away. Yeah, just something where Brock is the weapon, and you can't use Brock. Oh, well, so he did that with the kendo sticks, and I think yes. could have. they could have just really kept repeating it, and it would have been a really cool sort of facet where, every, like, even as simple as uh, Ambrose setting up a chair, like, t- for sitting, and Lesnar stomps it, and it's just ruined. You can never use that chair again. Yeah, yeah, something... Uh, like uh, Mr. Freeze in Arkham City, when you fight him and he starts oh, yeah. like, destroying every attack you can use against him. Yeah, you use environmental attacks against him in that game. I'm, I, I say this to the listeners like they don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we know. Played it through seven times on Extreme. I did. Uh, but, yeah, but then you, he starts denying those. Uh, like he freezes the vents and you can't come up from the floor anymore. He becomes smart to what you're doing and the same tactic will never work again. Yeah. You have to come up with the next new thing. He's like the Borg. Yeah, man. Borg, Borg Lesnar. He's like the Borg. It's like the Borg. Uh, that, and I think now thinking about it and talking to you about it, I think it's because they put two matches together on the card that are really similar. Shane McMahon and Undertaker mm-hmm. is, in a lot of ways, Ambrose and Lesnar, right? Ambrose has got more cred, I guess you could say, because he actually wrestles consistently. Ooh, burn. But Shane McMahon's got the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think... I, he can pay for those doctor bills. <laughs> Don't forget that premium, son. Uh, I think what's like you said that Ambrose Lesnar was missing a third act, and I think you're absolutely right because the uh, come on, the the hand waving, the like come and get it that Shane McMahon did. Mm-hmm. That's something that Ambrose would have done. Like it looks like Ambrose did that once, and like, ooh, that's really good. Yeah, give it to Shane. Give it yeah. to Shane and the Undertaker. And I feel like the third act of Lesnar and Ambrose was in the Hell in a Cell. Like, whatever weird yes. stuff he came up with and Busting up there. through, and then, oh, God, they're going to go to the top. They're going to go to the top. And, yeah, they went to the top. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, my God. But I think, I mean, that is completely an assumption on my part that they stole from Ambrose. But I think that there's 
they put two things together that was sort of like one guy's gonna get destroyed. I love that Ambrose really pushed like in the buildup, and I saw this all in the package. I didn't get to see it on Raw. It was sort of like I'm crazy, and I'm like I, you cannot stop me. And I yeah. love how they built that. So just seeing the package of how they put that together, it's like, oh man, this guy may not win, but he definitely is gonna like surviving is the name of the game. Yeah, it was nuts. Okay, so so those were highlights for you. Um, my highlight for me was. Without question, after League of Nations beats um, New Day and says like, we can beat any three man team, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels' music hits. Uh, at this point, I'm up in the press box watching the show with a couple AfterBuzz peeps and having a good time. And you, what was really great about the press box was they were not stuffy writers or fans and just like not into the show. They were totally into the show. Nice. They were applauding, which at first felt weird. It felt like when you go to see a movie that's not a premiere um, or maybe the night of, and when people applaud afterwards, it's like, who are you applauding to? You hate that. I. It really irks me because it's, it, it's not so much it irks me. I'm just so confused by it. I did it one time. I remember when I saw Braveheart for the first time. Because it was all my body could do to release anything that there was. Like, I was so overwhelmed and just thought, this mm-hmm. is so amazing and beautiful. And I applauded. Uh, and so did everybody that was in the theater. But since then, it's like, why did you applaud at that? There's no no one is here that made that. You know, they're not in attendance. So, no, this is all uh, useless applause. No one gets to know about it's it. It's a symbolic gesture. Yeah, it's just weird how we're kind of trained to do that. We're... We're giving thanks to someone who's not there in <laughs> this scenario. It's like when Immort, uh, Immortan Joe dies at the end of Mad Max. Spoiler alert. Uh, and she's like, remember me. And like, she fucking rips his face off. Yeah. And when I saw it, I think every time people were like, woo, clap, clap, clap. Yeah. And sometimes it is that. It's just that release. So Shawn Michaels comes out. The whole press box starts, you know, flipping out and going like, wait, what? This is weird. What's going on? And Sean comes out, and he does the pose on the ramp, and then throws the shirt off. And you see the pants that he's wearing is, he's in his gear. And I started being really confused. Like, wait a minute, how can he be in his gear? He can't, you retired, like, that's not allowed. This isn't okay. Like, it was weird logic in my brain, and at the same time, being total eight-year-old fanboy. Uh, No, no, uh no discerning wrestling fan going well this doesn't help new day you know none of that was yeah. there it's all just gone and going but how does he he can't and then foley's music hit that point i lost my shit that point <laughs> i lost my mind because i'm so excited that foley's coming out to do anything it's not a backstage vignette with pat patterson going well i just want a banana and then there's cactus all Jack. i got is this popcorn yeah i was like all right and then there's ricky dragon's demo popping up going we are <laughs> like yeah right um he was coming down too and then i hear austin's music and it's just a blur at that point i just know all of all of these greats are coming down and something so amazing is going to happen i'm making noise i'm going crazy the press box everybody's applauding and going nuts and then what ensues was just great what nice. happened i i was actually i didn't see any of this you went to juicy wings i know i went to a liquor store to get some iced tea <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just the life I live. Oh my god. 
Oh, okay. So, um, so they all the, the what happens is the the League of Nations has said, and this listeners, by the way, this is perfect for Steve's last episode. We watched WrestleMania, and then I didn't see this part. What happened? Fill me in. Um, Wade Barrett, I believe, is the one saying like we could beat any three man team that's out there, mm-hmm. and then these three guys show up, get in the ring, beat the fuck out of them. Um, was start- it a match? No, no, it was just a beatdown. Uh, stunners, super kicks, uh, mandible claws, all of it on all the League of Nations. It all happens, and then they're celebrating. New Day creeps back up into the ring, and then everything stops, and New Day starts dancing. <laughs> and starts dancing, and Foley right away starts dancing with him poorly, like just trying to, trying to do shake his booty and everything. And Sean's attempting to twerk, but it's like he's the Tin Man out of Wizard of Oz, like he needs you know oil for all of his joints he needs triple h there to like really sell it because then triple h would be selling like look at him moving his booty (laughs) yeah like he's doing it yeah and then austin has got that he's got that stone cold look on his face of the the robot like processing look where he's like i'm not having this but my eyes aren't moving they're locked on you and xavier's dancing to him and he's he's doing the backwards like grind doing the backwards grind with the butt slow and moving next to him. And Austin's just giving him that dead stare. And everybody knows what they want (laughs) and what's coming. And Xavier gets too close, like closer than what, you know, you might go, I'm going to dance to you and then stuff will go down. He, he pushes it. And then Austin does that laugh. Like, ah, you son of a bitch. Like, ah, you made me fucking break. God damn it. And he's laughing. And then wham, stunner. <laughs> and it's so good. And then Kofi and Biggie collapsing going, no, why? <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was so beautiful. And then the next night on Raw was it was even so much more fun where they talked about it. Because you're like, you know, what do you think about it later? You go, ah, the good guys got stunned. But you still want it. It's still funny. And then Xavier saying, I reviewed the tape of what happened last night. I deserve the stunner. I went too far. <laughs> so that that for me that that was turning into a little kid again. Like I miss I miss that Stone Cold could just go around stunning everybody. There was that one episode where he's just like, I don't care. Everybody's getting a stunner. <laughs> yeah, good guys, bad guys, doesn't matter. I'm breaking the show. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah, I th- that to me was was super fun. That that was a, a highlight for me without question. Steve. Another highlight for me was this that I give to you. Boom. Oh, wow. A million dollar bill with Shane McMahon's face on it. Oh, now I get it. I was wondering why the uh, the dollar bill signs are all fucked up. It's a 32. Mm-hmm. This is one of the WrestleMania bucks that came down from the sky, right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. This is so cool. Yeah, I, I was distracted for a very long time because there was... WrestleMania money falling out of the sky and we all turned into savages on the floor when I sat down in those seats later on. When it first happened, did you think it was real money? No, I I, I immediately thought of when Trump hosted and it was real money and I go, no, there's no way. This is, it's Shane. Like, oh, it's it's something like that. It's some just souvenir thing to have, but I got to get one. Ooh, I got to get like four or five and then I can start getting them for other people. Did they just post Shane McMahon's face onto Kurt Angle's neck? <laughs> Take a picture of that. You got to tweet that because that looks like 
one, Shane McMahon looks kind of frightened. <laughs> and two, his neck, like, it goes from his shoulders to the top of his head. Yeah, they were clearly going to run with Kurt Angle being, you know, the new million-dollar man. <laughs> and they're like, ah, that was their work. He, he, can't, he can't show up. The million-dollar mangle. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I scrambled for, for as many of those as I can get, and I know uh, you had to have one. Uh, thank you, man. This is really cool. I want to frame this. It's just really something special. And people were folding it up their wallets like fools, not me. No, no, no. You put it in the, you put it in between those two uh, uh, thousand dollar uh, counterfeit plates you keep with you at all times. Yeah. Uh, well, I lost those. <laughs> so Steve, I have no butt, so I just put it in between my pants and my butt, perfectly flat. It smells like real cass. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, um, you know. Uh, another thing that happened that I I, ugh, I really don't want to bring up on the show. I'm really regretting even wanting to talk about this. Uh, but there was uh, the night after Mania. There's got to be some Rob. debuts of some new characters from NXT. And I everybody in the world is so happy. Everybody's asking, how you doing? Not so great is my answer. Yeah, not so great because there's a couple of guys from NXT that are now up on the main roster, that are gonna be there forever. Ooh, the VOD villains. That's happening on SmackDown, dude. <laughs> cool your jets. <laughs> those won't last long. I have a feeling that, that that's not gonna be a long run for those guys. But Enzo Amore and Big Cass are on Raw, and everyone looked at me like I was just some freak because I sat down, I stayed seated while they came out, and I was tweeting. Uh, fairly hostile things from my phone. Ooh, soft. Scott Nava Stevens is of the curtain jerks. It sounds like somebody had to sit down because they were so excited. I knew it. I knew it. If I mentioned you guys, that you would just immediately pop up on the show, and I didn't want to mention it. This is the farewell to Steve Sears episode. And I didn't want you spoiling it. Beetlejuice, 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 here I am. Uh, oh, get you so hard. Oh, you love it, Scott Nava. You went to WrestleMania in Dallas. Then you went to Raw. It's still in Texas. And you got to see the wonderful debut of Enzo Amore on Raw television, along with that big, beautiful lady. I can't even tell you. I didn't look up to watch. Oh, you didn't have to. You could feel my vibes running through you like a big musk laser. You're so disgusting. Your debut, I hope that you look back someday like like a kid looking at his days in high school and you go, what the hell was I wearing? No way, man. Me and my tattooed kids with all their pins sticking it out of their heads, with all their piercings and all their color hair and all their cool laser fingers are going to make sure you know I'm proud of you, Papa. You're so disgusting. You got to be this hard to have that many kids. Here's the, here's, I don't mean crass about having children. I mean, looking at you, even Peg Bundy would think you're in poor taste. Oh, man, Peg Bundy would love to get a piece of this. I'd take her out for a steak dinner. Then we'd go dancing in the club, and then it would all end up on a beach, and I'd sing her a song about the moonlight. What happened on Raw? Go, Just tell everybody what happened. I know everybody watched it, but what happened? Just... Just run through it again and just let everybody know. Well, first we came down the ramp, and the crowd went wild. 
Uh-huh. And then this big, beautiful lady behind me, this big, tall blonde. <laughs> she big was, Cass. Yeah, what? <laughs> big Cass. It's short for Cassandra. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Short for Cassandra. Oh, beautiful, right. tall lady. Uh-huh. Blonde hair, locks like flaxen grain. Okay. And we were so hard for that audience. Yep. Forget about it. How you doing? I'm not doing well. And then what happened? Oh, then we made a big old scene and took over Raw like nobody's business. Right, but there's specifically... Specifics. You want to hear specifics. I do. I'll get you specifics all day. Oh, man. Uh, motherfuckers were running up on us what? like nobody's business. I don't know if you want to say that. You're on You're Motherfuckers on be running up on us like PG business. <laughs> that doesn't save anything. Oh, man. And the crowd was like, soft, and we were like, no, hard. Yeah, but there was a team out there. There's a tag team. Yeah, they were. We're talking about a real tag team. Yeah. Tag team you wouldn't even believe. A couple months ago, you wouldn't even thought they were there. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I do, but it's best to paint a picture for the listener in case maybe they listen in the future. Or for some reason, they didn't watch Raw. Yeah, for some reason. Just for some reason. I mean, you were there, Enzo. You know this is the moment where you're solidifying your legacy with your debut against this tag team. The Dudley Boys. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make sure you come to potty hard. doesn't matter if you're some backwaters hicks. I'm surprised that you recalled that. because sometimes I'm surprised. You're surprised because I was surprised. It sometimes seems like you don't. Follow the show that you're in. What, do you want me to take pictures of this big sex train that I'm already riding? I'm the engineer, the locomotive, and the coal shoveler, and I gotta make sure I get this beautiful, dainty lady all the way to the uh, plot of land she owns out in Deadwood. That is a man. Who? <laughs> are you making train noises? Or are you asking? Chuga, 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 chuga. Hoo-hoo! Cassandra. No, that that's Big Cass. Big Cassandra. <laughs> his knees go together like this, his shoulders go out like this, and his long, straight, beautiful hair looks like somebody took it off of a gorgeous horse. You, uh, you're going to be on Raw, you're going to be on SmackDown, you're going to be infesting the show. People love it. I hate it. Why do I hate you so much? You just hate the house show atmosphere that I bring to every paw that sweats out of my body. You hate joy and you hate people that play by their own set of rules that are specifically okayed by upper management. You 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 seem like some Jersey uh, serial rapist that just is an awful human being that just makes me makes 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 my skin crawl. Alleged serial rapist. <laughs> And it, you know, it seems like you, you just get into all these sorts of bad habits and like you were one of those bullies as a kid in a gang and you didn't grow out of it and you, you would push drugs on children and just do awful things. You give me that vibe. Hey, you know what that vibe is? What? It's called partying. Don't forget to hug your mother. Give her a call. Tell her I said hi or I'll let her know how hot I am. Don't tell my mother how hard you are. Fine, I'll tell her. What are you, soft? Yes, for you, I am soft. I am completely soft. I am totally flaccid for you, Enzo Amori. I have no blood, no semen, no excitement of any kind running through my veins when you come out. You make me go limp. Hey, no problems here, man. I guess you could say hashtag no homo. That's how that works, right? That's how that works, yes. All right, cartwheels. <laughs> oh, God, he's terrible. He's the worst. I... 
love his shoes. I love his pants. I love his attitude. I love his <laughs> I love his uh, wrestling ability. I, honestly, not going to lie to you. I think my favorite part about him, his eyes. His eyes? Yeah, they look like two crazy marbles that just don't belong there. It looks like he was a normal guy, and in some terrible accident, he was blinded. And then they took a crazy person's eyes and gave them to him, and that's when he became Enzo Amore. Oh, my God. He's, he's the worst. He's the worst. Listeners, he's the worst. I'm glad that you enjoy him. He's the worst. <laughs> he's on the main roster, man. He's not going to go the way of the Ascension. Eventually, they're going to figure out that Big Kaz is going to have to turn on him, and they're going to have a weird, wacky singles career until Enzo gets pushed to the mid-card, and it's just a super strange, funky feud with Ziggler. I want I want Vince McMahon. <laughs> I want to be sitting in a room with him and just have the same feeling that he does, where he's just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I, I don't get it. This is, no, I don't like it. Get it off. <laughs> get, get it off. Get it off. Get it off. <laughs> get it off of me. Get it off of me. Uh, he's, he's the worst. He's the worst. Hey, he's like a daddy long legs. Some people are grossed out by spiders. Other people recognize that those are the kind of spiders that don't hurt anybody. What's going on? What's happening? What is this I'm hearing about? Jack Swagger, I haven't seen you since the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. Yeah. Memorial? Memorial. Yeah, we had, that, we had that every year. We like to pay service, so we dig up Andre the Memori- Giant's bones. Andre the Giant Memorial could- Battle Royal. I always say Battle Royal Memorial, which sounds like it's a bunch of people saying goodbye to him. Were you not at the Battle Royal Memorial? Mm. Where we dig up Andre the Giant's bones and then we make a, a soup out of it? I can't say that I was. We got about four soups left. We've been doing it for quite some time. <laughs> there so- was a lot of bones. Well, you know what you should do? <clears throat> you should freeze it into bouillon and then use it as a base for other soups. Bouillon cubes? Yeah, bouillon cubes. Bouillon cubes. Bouillon cubes. What's this, what's this shit? What's this, Steve Scrotum? You leaving? Yeah, this is my final episode. You packing your shit? Yeah. Where you, where you gonna go? Where you, you got some sort of gig? Uh, I don't have anything lined up that pays, but oh, I'm Oh, that's starting... super smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not very smart. But I'm starting a couple different projects, and... Uh, Didn't you hear people traveled all over the world to come see Curtain Jerks uh, they, at WrestleMania? They came to see WrestleMania, right? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I heard uh, from Scott Scrotum, uh, Scott Nussack. You guys don't invite me on the show enough for me to keep track of the funny I names. We both have you anymore. Uh, Scrotal Sack last names in our nickname book. Hello, Scott Nussack, Steve Scrotal. That sounds right. Where are the nameplates that I made for you guys a long oh, time ago? Oh, and for Narver Nutsack, Scrotum Sears. That's Got right. It. Okay. Nutsack and Scrotum. I get it. I, now I get Wow. That, was a, that took me uh, two years. Vince McMahon has told me my timing's a little rusty. <laughs> no, it sounds like my timing's a little rusty. Well, I don't get it. You're you're leaving without some gig planned in the future. You're just gonna go by the by the wing of your pants and and just try and find something. I don't understand. I think you got a good thing going here. I, I do. I like this show a lot. I have three movies I'm writing right now that I'm gonna try to shoot on my own. Oh really? And uh, oh really? A comic strip that I'm starting. And what's your what's your what's what's your comic strip? What's a is it like a Dagwood? Is no, it like it's because I know someone looks like a Dagwood. Oh, who? I do. I'm sorry, Jack Swagger. Jack look, Swagger. Jack Swagwood. Jack Swagwood. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Uh, that show that comic strip is called Blondie. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, you're thinking of Blondie. There is no comic strip named Dagwood, but the lovable husband is called Dagwood. What about Family Circus? And a family circus just filled with a swagger family. What about that? And we're saying spaghetti. 
<laughs> That's there are a lot of their ghost ate my spaghetti. <laughs> Mommy, I can't eat this. My ghost ate it. Yeah, that's and that's my daughter. She says that. She's like, Mommy, I can't eat this. My daughter ate it. Uh, Jack, I'd rather see you in a movie, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a trilogy of movies that someone's writing currently? Oh, they're all individual stories. Oh, oh, sweet. Like individual chapters where I play multiple characters. Uh, Like a Daniel Day-Lewis. He doesn't play. Does My left foot and an ankle lock. My right foot and an ankle lock. <laughs> the All-American American, Jack Swagger. Uh, I think I'd rather see you in a movie where you fight. Uh, oh, I think you like you're such an all-American. I'd love to see you as an astronaut. An something. astronaut. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fighting the cosmonauts. <clears throat> no, no. Jack Swagger. One, your spacesuit would be gigantic because you're what six. Like 100. Six, six, eight. Yeah, you're tall. Yeah, I'm a beefy hunk. So it's kind of like the marshmallow man with his head pulled off with a tiny little head inside. That's what your space suit Oh, sure. Like. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I'd want to see uh, like a space station movie with you as an astronaut with zombies on the space station. But instead of them floating around, they're crawling around almost like spiders on the walls. Jack Swagger. Space station zombies. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Ooh, Space Station Zombies is a pretty good title. Space Station Zombies? Yeah. Hey, check out uh, Jack Swagger's Space Station Zombies. Ooh, or something like Star Station Zombie? Or... Star Station Zombies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can't. No one in space can hear you scream. Or Space of the Dead, but that sounds like uh, someone who's trying to get cheap rent in an apartment where someone was murdered. That's what I was thinking. That was, yeah. I was just well, honestly, say. we're doing an indie micro budget. So actually, Space of the Dead, you're. Trying to rent an apartment, and you keep finding out that someone died in that apartment. And you're like, I just can't live here. Someone died. I can't live here. Someone died. I'm an out-of-work astronaut. <laughs> Boom. Done. Boom. Tied them all together. We got a trilogy. I think we just, that's going to be the uh, Kickstarter campaign video. Look, I, I just, I'm just saying right now, Scott Nutsack doesn't have a whole lot going for him. So I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to you is what I'm saying. Hey, look. I'm hitching my wagon to you. I'll do what Give I can. Give me that sweet caboose, and I'll, I'll hitch that wagon to it. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I've been working on it a little bit. <laughs> I noticed. I <laughs> observed the human body quite a bit. But I think the legacy of Curtain Jerks is not something to be taken lightly, Jack Swagger. It can be deleted quite easily. I can just go into the archives and just delete all this from my tunes oh, yeah. and remove it from everyone's subscription list. Boom, gone. And then I'm with you in Hollywood. But you can't take that away from people's hearts. If people really came to WrestleMania looking forward to seeing me and Scott. One, what a fucking honor. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of chicks, too. I'm doing a jack-off sign because there weren't. I bet it was all dudes. Please. I think we resonate with dudes. When Jack, uh, Jack, when Scott texted me saying that people were looking for me in Dallas, I was like, what? Get the fuck out of town. Yeah, and you you stayed in your town and you didn't go. That's true. Because I'm hitching my wagon to you, buddy. You're going to be a star. You're going to be a star. Look at you. You look like a John Seamoche. Well, before you know it, it's going to be you and Scott. If it's going to be a movie, you're going to be in it with Scott. If it's going to be me and Scott, I'm going to have a gun in my mouth. Well, <laughs> that's part of your character. <laughs> You're the guy who gives up the information about, like, the entire space station's overrun with zombies. Oh, giving me line reads. Sorry. And then Scott's the tech in Dallas on, uh, no, he's in Houston. I was like, uh, hello, star station. Star station, hello. And then you say to your boss, "Uh, there's no, we can't get anybody on the horn. He slept with my wife. He's dead to me. (laughs) What? 
I assume that, that that's what the character did down in Houston. Was that in Apollo 13? Did yeah, they were sleeping around with each other's wives. Did somebody sleep with Ed Harris's wife? Gary Sinise was banging everybody's wives. He was he's banging uh, Kathleen Quinlan. That really changes Apollo 13. It does. It's big time. Did you see the sequel, Apollo 18? Or did you see the triple eight, the Apollo 69? Oh, that's where I'm hitching my wagon to you. What? They're just clever You're little a dirty things. Bird. I just say clever little things. Let's go smoke some doobies before you go. All right. Okay. I'll see you out in the parking lot then. Okay, All right, guys? doobers. All right. I smuggled them. Ooh, the wellness policy. I should probably remind him of that, huh, Scott? Hmm? The wellness policy. Oh, yeah. I am enforcing a strict wellness policy once he leaves. Like, I, you know, I've been watching some old CM Punk promos, and I believe straight edge is the way to go. You remember when he just... So, that's why you got to go, buddy. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. You remember when CM Punk just cut a promo on one of those sound boxes? Sound boxes? It, it was on SmackDown. It looked like he just... Was it... What's the sound box? He cut that awesome promo on Jeff Hardy where he just looked like he climbed up on one of those giant armored mm. carrying cases. And it looked like a giant... A speaker. Amp. Yeah, it looked like just a giant amp at a rock show. <laughs> you sounded like a Native American. Climbed up on a big sound box. On the sound box. What is he talking about? Is you he know, talking it, about a speaker? Geronimo, you talking about a speaker? Yes. Why is Jeff Hardy your favorite, Geronimo? I feel that his music spiritually taps into that which my heritage is bound by, or should I say freed by, the energy of the Mother Earth. Geronimo, I'm really surprised. I would have thought it would be his careless attitude about jumping from heights. It's also pretty dope when he does some of that cool extreme shit. Yeah, I figured he'd say your name on the way down. Ah, Geronimo. Very clever, Scott Narver of the Curtain Jerks. <laughs> Thanks, Geronimo. Well, I needed back in time. I'll see you there. <laughs> oh. He doesn't even say his name on the way out. No. <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be the worst is if you entered and left rooms like, gotta really fucking psych myself up for this. Okay. Geronimo. <laughs> Here's the, your report, sir. <laughs> Uh, well, it's time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us on Twitter, at Curtain Jerks. Send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. Um, let me see. Benjamin Arie says, uh, these are all dedicated to Steve, by the way. I didn't take any of the other ones. Uh, there's oh, a lot my, of... It's not my birthday. No, no, no. It's your death it's my, day. It's my shameful exit. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Arie says, Steve, are there any particular special memories you have of Bro Squad 5? And do you have a favorite Curtain Jerks episode? Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Apparently, Benjamin Arie thinks you're also leaving Bro Squad 5. <laughs> yeah. See you suckers later. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, well, first off, we're comedians living in Hollywood bringing you the fun <laughs> and funny wrestling each and every week. Brought to you by... Pro Wrestling Loop. <laughs> uh, Promo code scats. Uh, uh, jerks. <laughs> uh, and uh, Bro Squad 5 is an improv group that we've been in for seven years, eight years? I think so. We've been performing weekly for many of those years and now monthly. Uh, we had a show this past week that I was not at. Uh, I showed up at Showtime because WrestleMania went so long. Damn. So I was watching it up till the last minute, and then I raced to Hollywood and got there right in time to go up on stage with Phil Ranta, and we had a killer show. Nice. It was Big Fantasy and In Transit and then us. and That's your wife. Yeah, so my, she's, my wife. She's in in transit, and then we. It's a great group. We burned the house down. It was so much fun. That's I awesome. It was like, that was one of those shows that was I haven't felt that good in a really long time on stage because like every if it's every month, I feel like I'm like oh shit I can't if I blow this 
I'm not going to get another chance to perform until next month. Right. And you have one bad show or you miss a show. It's like, oh, God, two months. What, have I do- what am I even doing anymore? Mm-hmm. But I did it, and it was, like, crazy. It was out there, and the- it was a hot crowd. It's really nice. So that was a special memory of Bro Squad 5. No, I like, <laughs> a special memory with Bro Squad 5, I think, was we did so many bad shows before we did, like, our first good show. We yeah. always had a good time. We always cracked each other up. Yeah. But I think the first sh- we played there was this one scene where we were all bikers in a small diner and we were all sort of like really well spoken but we were just really grizzled badasses oh yeah and that was the one where it felt like holy shit we're doing this and the audience really likes it and we're not swearing and we're not spitting and we're not trying to gross them out and like it felt like we were doing a really solid scene and people were on board and people we really admired and worshiped like these just great actors and these great improvisers were in the audience uh, back, I think Mr. Johnson was there. Yeah, that was at the finale. So Dan Backadall, Matt Craig, Rob Janis, uh, Kevin Fleming. Because and... Backadall would talk about that for a while. He's like, yeah, you guys are the fucking you know, the bikers. You guys are going to the biker scene. Yeah, so it was like someone you admire so much telling you how funny you were. It was like, oh, my God, finally. it's I can't believe it happened. Yeah. And that, that was one of our first, like, one of those wonderful moments where we just, it was like, it's all happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the times we would go to Sacramento as an improv team, I feel like I always sort of was like, what are we even doing here? And then like, uh, but we'd, every once in a while we'd just do a show and people would be like, ah, 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 in the audience. And I just couldn't understand it, but people really enjoyed themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, is that the same we did a 90 minute show? Cause they just didn't pull lights. I think so. It was probably 45 minutes, but I always was like. It's yeah, like, we did a three-hour improv set. That should have ended a while ago. Um, in terms of curtain jerks, going to Mania with you last year was really fun. Um, I think I always really enjoy the panicked moments before we did a real interview where mm-hmm. we'd both be sort of like, great, so is this person going to totally shit the bed on us or what? And it's not <laughs> and I sh- I'm not I sh- that's not supposed to come off as arrogant. It was like are right. they going to get it? Are they going to realize that we want to have a good time? Yeah. And we're not we're trying not radio to, DJs. Yeah, we're not trying to shit on them or anything. Hey, what are those ring ropes made out of, huh? Yeah, with big rubber bands, I'd suppose. Yeah, like there was always this moment where it's like, if we could Hey, only- when uh, Susan G. Komen comes in, uh, do you give her old honk honk? <laughs> uh, for the cure. I feel like there's always those moments where we kind of be like, well, shit. <laughs> I think at one point I was like, they're just as nervous as we are. And we both <laughs> were be like, no, they're not. They do a hundred of these and they don't care. Yeah. But I think that, and then in, there's these moments when I think we're doing a live interview and we're both out of our comfort zone and we both cover each other's bases. I really liked like whenever I feel like I'd totally zone out, you'd be like, and this, and you'd cover it. And then I feel like when you would pause, I would be like, I got something. We would go into this sort of. Yeah. And I think that's in terms of being hosts and friends. That was something I really appreciated about being on this is whenever it's like, I'm fucking falling. And you'd be like, and here you go. And just, <laughs> you'd hold out your hand and I'd grab it and give you an anvil. <laughs> yeah. It'd be an anvil, but it'd, <laughs> but it'd always be like stepping from cloud to cloud. And then you step and you're like, it's that moment before you drop and you're, uh, your little cloud that looks like you, the little fart shape of yeah. you stays there. There's always that moment of like, well, this is all about to fall apart. Hey, and Scott saved it. You know, I always really appreciated those. And moments. likewise, you did too. You, but you, uh, that moment with Bischoff, like where it started, 
hey, where can I buy your beer? Oh, yeah. That was... That, that because it's like, uh... I mean, it's hard Do to... Do you s- and Hulk Hogan get along? Like, oh, God damn it. Like, I, that's what... Oh, just stupid shit like that's flying through my head, and it's just a casual... Hey, man, where can I buy your beer? I mean, I think WrestleCon, those interviews we did was... A really a blast because of how nervous I was and it's like geez how do you get casual with people that are see a thousand people a day mm-hmm. and have no desire to make a connection yeah you know so that's hard to get through those defenses but if you can I mean I wanted to be like hey so what's it like being the biggest asshole in professional wrestling who we love mm-hmm. that came out wrong <laughs> I love your asshole uh, Mr. Oh. Bishop just a second <laughs> Scott I'm dying out there <laughs> jump in jump in the asshole uh, Johan Benet says Steve, how long will it take Scott to get bitter and start referring to your wife as Yoko? Oh, uh, <laughs> I what should I say like three months ago, four months ago? <laughs> Pretty suddenly. Uh, and then he also says, Steve, pick your own replacement. Someone from an active roster. Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'd love for Enzo Amore to do a guest spot with you, just getting on the old mics with you. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Shane Hartline from uh, the Backyard Championship Wrestling. Is that the name of his federation? Dude, that's someone totally different. Oh, Mark E. Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Backyard Wrestling Entertainment. Backyard Wrestling Entertainment. I uh, No, I don't think Mark E. Extreme would be, he'd be peeking your mics all the time. You should get oh, Shane yeah. in here. Oh, Shane is definitely on the list. Of uh, honestly, there. Paul Heyman. I think would be a wonderful replacement. I think you'd school his ass. Oh my God. He was at radio row. Yeah. And he was wearing the suit and there were so many people like we, we wanted to get him so bad for compadres doing interviews and just didn't, didn't come our way, but he is on all the time and you saw it. It just from time to time he's, he's talking, he's very cordial. And then other times like you'd hear this, what are you doing? Do you even listen to what you're saying? And then burying his head in his hands and, you know, doing yeah. all that stuff. Oh, so good. So good. I think, yeah, that's somebody I admire so much. I think that would be, I mean, he's active on a roster, right? Uh, no, his, his twin brother is. Mort. Heyman? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who else? Oh, um, and Joseph Park. I think Joseph Park. <laughs> <laughs> Because Abyss, very soft-spoken. Very. Wanting to protect that character. Yeah, and he does it. Like, great, really cool. Mm-hmm. Off, like, won't do an interview, but, at, like, when you get a few seconds, be like, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. But, like, as soon as that tape recorder's on, no fucking way. You're yeah. not getting a peep. But Joseph Park, whoo. Now, that guy can talk. He can gab. He's got the gift for it. He's got the gift of gab. Uh, and uh, finally, Jay Schmuck 2 says, is Steve available to do a video game podcast? I suddenly have an opening. Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. Wow. Pretty great. I hope he likes talking about FTL NetHack all the time. Josh Callahan of the 16 Bits Podcast, where we're temporarily on permanent hiatus. Son of a bitch looking for another podcast host right there. Well, I hope you enjoy. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to say that I'm launching my new podcast for tabletop gaming (laughs) called Roll'em Die number 20. Smoke them if you got them. The podcast will be debuting. Dwarven uh, gloves. <laughs> Dwarven gloves. Dwarven iron gloves. Uh, we'll be premiering on the Mithril Network. Uh, it's a small kind of light elvish armor. Sears, Sears. We're going to go. We're going to party. 
Oh, yeah. Ric Flair, welcome. Yeah. Uh, so glad you could join us on Curtain Jerks today. I had to get through all the rest of me. And then I get to you, and we're going to do it up. How are you doing? I saw you took that nasty bump from Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. How are you feeling? I took two nasty bumps. One titty and the other titty right in my face. Wow. Ooh, I take bumps all night. So how does it feel to see uh, uh, Charlotte win the women's championship? Uh, it was pretty great. You know, it's, it's a really emotional time and they're no longer divas. No. They're telling me you can't sexually objectify him anymore. Well, I don't think it was ever okay to do that, but they probably never really said that out loud. It was a great thing to do. To let them know that they're with the champ and they can come and go like any time of being in the spotlight. It's getting them all trained and getting them all worked up. <laughs> uh, so, Rick... Uh, do you have any plans post-WrestleMania? Yeah, I think women are inferior to men, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, but I feel like you I made the judgment. I think Charlotte's pretty good for what she does, but let's be serious. She's not one of the horsemen. She's not Luger. She's not Sting. She's not Tully. She's not Paul Roma. She's not Ron Simmons. I know I'm not naming Horseman anymore, but I mean, she's a girl. What about, you were, uh, Malenko was in with your four Malenko! Yeah. Benoit! Uh, Anderson? Benoit and Anderson! Oh, yeah. Did you have Ollie and Arn? Ollie and Arn, they were brothers. Yeah. But sisters, they get catty and they... Uh, did you have a Barry Windham in there also? A Barry Windham? Yeah, all right. Barry Windham and I one time in Tulsa, Oklahoma... A bottle of bleach and a Chevy Bronco. All that long. <laughs> is that why your hair was so bright? That's right. We would have bleached my hair by drinking it. Oh, boy. That's right. Wow, that's Charlotte intense. was born that night. What? What? Yeah, that's right. I had sex with a woman, and then she gave birth to Charlotte uh, two or three years later. Wow, that is quite a gestation period. Yeah, if I'm going to make a champion, I want to gestate like a champion. Now, is there anybody in the title picture that you think has really got the chops, like who deserves a shot? AJ Styles. AJ Styles, really? He could be women's champion with that hairdo. He looks like a soccer mom. He does sometimes look like a soccer mom. He looks like a woman. He looks like a 40-year-old woman waiting for the nature boy to come out of the Debbie Hotel. And bring her inside. Well, now that's an interesting point that you make. And then slip it inside. That's an interesting point that you make. And then spill it inside. And then leave $40 on the nightstand and slip outside. Oh, wow. I gotta go. I can't hang around. I don't want any more kids. Well, now, but I think you got a very interesting point besides that sexual episode that you just uh, described. I'll leave $40 on the nightstand for AJ Styles. It sounds like you'd leave $40 like it was nothing. Like you'd leave $40 like it was $4. I'll leave $4. I'll leave four fingers inside AJ Styles. But you got to be careful. You might lose those Hall of Fame rings. Well, I'll put them all on one finger and I'll put the other four fingers inside of them. <laughs> then I know the champ's been there and then it'll be great. Now, speaking of great, is there anybody on the WWE Universe who you think could form the Four Horsemen right now? Anyone who can form the Four Horsemen right now. And you could still be an active member. I mean, it's obviously Flair's group. Why did, do you Flair's want to pick group. three guys for the Four Horsemen? Rick Flair. 
All right. Number, number one. Number one, the Nature Always Boy. Number one. Nature Boy Ric Flair, number one for the number four Number one Earth's all the time. All right. Number two, Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon, wow. Byron Saxon. Man, that's the rub. You're bringing him up fast. I'm bringing him up fast. That's good. You know what? I think that's nice because I feel like JBL kind of bullies him a little bit on the mic. Yeah, you know, you got to have that guy. Didn't get a fair chick with his tag team partner. The guy who grabbed Vince McMahon by the hand. And hey, if you're gay, that's okay. You know what I mean? I, He's you, a prime time player. I, I'm sorry. Are you mixing up Darren Young with Byron Saxon? There's two gay black guys. Uh, There's I, two gay black guys. I what kind of time <laughs> is this in the WWE? What's happening? Woo! Oh, careful, careful. No need to take your jacket off, Mr. Flair. Woo! Two gay black guys. <laughs> Why the four husbands gonna get gay quick this way? Well, it sounds is like... Is there three of them? It sounds like you're gonna is have... Is there three of them? I, I couldn't tell you. Who else is gay and black? I think the implication could be that Xavier Woods is maybe the... Uh, and Xavier Woods is gay! I don't know. I don't know. I changed in front of him. Oh my god, that explains the unicorn horns. I think maybe there's so many gay black guys. Biggie, Kofi Kingston, woo, they're all black and gay. I mean, oh my god, when a guy shows that level of enthusiasm and confidence and just really that kind of joy for life, I feel like a lot of these characters could be mistaken for gay. The six black cocks, that's what we're gonna be called in the horseman. A horseman riding six black cocks. Uh, Wow. I, if, I would have gone with stallions, but I see what you're doing. I've now. already bought the website. <laughs> Go to onehorsemanandsixblackhacks.com <laughs> slash Ric Flair slash Biggie. And they don't call him Biggie for nothing. Wow. Steve Schiavone, we're going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> we're going to get drunk tonight. We're going to put fingers at each other. Stop pinching we're gonna me. We're going to put fingers Stop at each other. Me. I'm going to put my robe on you. And they're going to gestate you. Stop pinching me, Mr. Yeah, Flair. Well, you know what? Thank you very much for the offer. I look forward to We're it. We're going to get arrested. What? I, uh... We're going to jail. <laughs> Mr. Flair. Uh... We're going to get sodomized. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, Ric Flair on the Curtain Jerks podcast with brave words. What a scoop. You know, I got to do some interviews at WrestleMania and I, no one offered to sodomize me. You know what? I think the offer is always better than forcefully or saying this is going to happen. Yeah, I guess. It's just nice to be thought of. True. I think the one thing I always want to advocate on this podcast more than anything besides racial tolerance is that of consent when it comes to sexual activity. Well, then I guess you better stay on because that message is going to die today. <laughs> Withers on the vine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, I, I did get to do some really cool uh, Radio Row interviews with some people. I don't know if you caught wind of any of that stuff. Like, I, I saw some pictures. It. I didn't see any audio or anything like that. Uh, you know, we're not keeping them secret or anything like that. Uh, Apollo Crews, uh, AJ Styles, um, and uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, uh, was AJ Styles really sad? No. No, he wasn't. Really? Yeah. Because, honestly... The biggest character change for him is when he became emo, and I can't shake it. Every time I see him, I always think he's super bummed. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was in good spirits. Yeah, okay. Because um, even when he calls him uh, AJ or Y2 Jackass, he still seemed like he was like yelling his dad through his bedroom wall. I, I get that. I see a little bit of it, but it, it wasn't all there. It was. He was having a good time. Okay. Uh, the number one thing that I got, I, if I could have done anything in the world to transport you right there in that time 
I would have. Bray Wyatt. Really? Bray Wyatt. I'm a big fan of his. It was a it was a fun time, and mostly everybody was totally cool with me asking really stupid, silly questions. Yeah. Yeah. How'd he do? He was exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's it was pretty fun, and I, you I know, can't wait to hear it. It's uh so some of those are on the Facebook.com. Oh boy, what's her page? Facebook.com/slash/wrestlingcompadres. Uh, and I'll be tweeting all the stuff and put it on our Facebook. So yeah, there's videos and there's audio of that, and so those were super fun because we got some time with those guys. So that was that was uh, very very cool to do. Um, and uh, God, there were just so many things that happened at Mania. There's so many events, so many people that I, I got to just meet in passing. Or like I was saying, the you know there were listeners from Australia that came out. Then uh, we we talked about the the show and talked about you. And there are other people that have just that knew what this show was. And to tangibly see that in person was pretty bizarre. We had that at Lucha Underground that one time. There was that one guy. Yeah, this guy totally was like, hey, the curtain jerks. And we're like, I think I looked. <laughs> I think he looked over my shoulder. I was like, probably somebody wearing a shirt that is uh, for some sort of piping company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, It was. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember everybody's names on here, so I don't want to mention just some of them and go, and the rest of you. But it, it was just, it was awesome because I, I know Steve, Steve couldn't be there but it was just this it was a really gratifying experience to to know that this is sort of like a high school reunion for wrestlers and now fans and now this sort of hybrid of what we are in between where it's like we're performers and hosts of wrestling content to go out there and so it's a mishmash of meeting everybody and seeing well, each other. Well, it seems like it's that one event that everybody's showing up for. Even mm-hmm. if it's out of state or out of country, you travel to it and you there's a really good chance you're going to see some people that you recognize either from TV or I mean, radio. I assume it was because you, like, somebody stepped on your foot and you yelled really loud. And a couple people turned their heads around because they recognized your voice. <laughs> like, I hate that voice. What is it? <gasps> That's the curtain jerks. Guy. Guy. You're listening to curtain jerks, my foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hey, it was it was super cool. And uh, it was very humbling and uh, very awesome. And uh, the, the improv show that I did out there. Uh, Brian Cage, I know you're not listening, but thank you for not murdering me. I greatly appreciate it. Stop! Stop the recording! Just don't do anything anymore. Uh, Stop! Stop! Don't get on that plane! Don't get on that plane! Serge Carter! Don't get on that plane, Steve! Serge! Steve! Serge! Stop! Don't get on that plane! Serge, where- Just listen to me! Uh, Serge Carter, where's Dixie? Is she here? Is Dixie Carter here? What? Your wife, Dixie Carter. I can't hear you! Don't get on that plane, Steve! Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Serge Carter, Dixie Dixie Carter's husband, is now in the studio. Stay! Steve, don't get on that plane. Just stay here with me. I, there's no plane. I'm, I'll be around. You'll be around? Yeah. You're not getting on that plane? No. I, which plane? I so where? I love you, Steve. Oh, Steve, Serge. I love you. Serge. Steve, stop. I gotta say it. I love you. See this? This doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, that onion ring? But It doesn't mean anything. I thought you were saving that for later. I don't. It doesn't mean anything. I could buy more onion rings. And what about your wedding ring? Oh, bleh. <laughs> I mean, what's that even for, really? I, a symbol of promise and mm-hmm. gratitude and bad of loyalty and love and protection. and I mean, that could be a swastika is what you're describing. It's They're all symbols. Oh, I mean, the four L's? <laughs> yeah, they're all just symbols. It's no big deal, yo. Yeah, I, look, Sarge. Stay. Serge. Sarge. Hey, look. Sar- oh, you, uh, Sergeant uh, Serge Carter. Yes, Private mm-hmm. Sears. <laughs> I'll be around. Salute I'm not. Me. It's not going to be for Salute him. me. I'm your higher <laughs> officer. 
Not with your hand. Oh, I can't. I'm, Come on now. You mean one of these? Hi-ya! Oh, look at that! <laughs> A little look just at that. Shake these little hips. Hi-ya! Oh my goodness gracious, look at that. Would you see that? Look at that, look at that. Yeah, I've been working out a little bit. I could see that. Look, turn around a little bit. Oh, all right. Let's turn around. Here we go. That is like... Uh, boop, boop, be doop. That is like a lowercase b. Look at that. Now turn the other way. Uh-huh. It's like a lowercase d. Wait. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying I'm kind of like... I'm built like an eggplant? Yeah, in all the best of ways. Don't uh, you like an eggplant? I, yeah, I guess. They're kind of like... They look like a character from Alice in Wonderland. A swollen, purple-headed vegetable. Don't you like that? I suppose it has its just grabbing. It's real firm, and just the head gets all purple, and you know, super, super ripe, super, super ripe, super ripe, super ripe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Serge. Sit in my lap. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Sit in my lap. All right. Well, you sit in my lap. I stopped you from getting on that. All right. Could you? Why do you have to ace AC Slater this? Well, just because you know it's well it's now. A I, way now of I have it's to put the intimate. mic between us, and now okay, now we're both on the Who's same mic. Who's mic? What? Who's mic? The microphone. Oh, all right. Now, Serge Carter, I understand that you're a little bit sad that I'm going. I don't want you to go, Steve. See, you're eating the microphone. You can't be too close to the mic like that. Well, if you get Mike out of here, I wouldn't eat Mike. It's <laughs> very clever. Uh. Serge, look, so hot in here already. Do you need to breathe on my neck like that? It's because I've been breathing from afar for so long trying to gather my words. What would you like to say, Serge? Don't go. Come with me. Come to Memphis. Get on this plane. (laughs) (laughs) See, you don't want me to get on one plane. You want me to get on another. What are we going to do? Go to Destination America, then go to Pop? Yeah. What's next? We'll pop till we can't stop. (laughs) It sounds wonderful, but I just, I, the world of wrestling, I, I don't know if I can be in it right now. We'll just wrestle till you get tired. I, come on, just, we'll just wrestle around till you get tired. Look how sweaty you are already. I know. I feel like <laughs> it's, come on, it's salty. You don't need to taste my sweat it's like It's salty that. and sweet. Well, that's, <laughs> that's my personality. <laughs> it's all I need to survive. Stop it. Stop it. Stop making me flirt with you. You Every time you start flirting with me, and then I somehow, you you trick me in with your honey trap, Serge Carter, and then I flirt back. Oh, do you want to put your hand in the honey jar? Where's the honey jar? Back here. Oh, it's hot. Like, yeah, it's it is. very hot. Yep. Put your, get, get you some more honey. Get you some more honey. All right. Let's, well, just give me a second here. Ooh, what is that? Mm. I'll just stick my finger in there and see what I can find. There you go. Oh, it's like an inverted doorbell. What is this? It's it's just a, you know, it's, it's there's more honey inside. Just keep uh, going. I can't get maybe very... that's a bee. Ooh, right, I'm just gonna hit my done. wrist a couple times to see if I can get in farther. Oh, that's it. Scott, what am I doing here? What is this? Uh, I think you're well. If it doesn't go well, you react. Uh, you're reenacting a Winnie the Pooh when he gets his hand stuck in the in the honey jar. Great. All right. Well, what do you mean if it doesn't go well? Mm, oh, that's it. You and I are connected forever now. Oh, this is your body. <laughs> that sure is. Oh, great. We are connected Scott, as turn one. the lights back on. Hey, <laughs> look at that. You got his hand up his ass. <laughs> great. I, great, Serge. I I hope you're happy. You tricked me into sexually assaulting you. Uh, uh, no, it was, it was, it, this was a gratifying connecting experience. Uh, so oh, it was consensual. Ha. Huh. This is what I've always been trying to condone on this show is consensual sexual activity. I know, and I know you wanted it, and I know I wanted it. So now we are married. 
Uh, well, I don't know if that... Well, you have a ring I do on have your, a ring on my ha- finger. I and do. on your wrist. Yes, I have a ring and a bracelet on my finger. We are double married. Yeah, I have a promised bracelet. Well, yep, that is a, 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 a kind of a burnt umber, I suppose. Now I can do away with this, this pesky old wedding ring to that uh, that person that I met that one time. You, know, you don't need to put it on that baby carrot. I don't... The, but that baby carrot's now married to that old carrot. You know, Dixie that Carter... Old, that old drunk... Peeled out carrot. You know what? I think Dixie's going to miss you. As much as you miss me, I think Dixie's going to miss you. Yeah, because I make the bed. Yeah, well, that's a... That's about it, really, is all I do around the house, though. I mean, that's all she's really going to Don't you miss. compose the music for TNA? Yeah, but, I mean, she just recycles the same songs anyway or plays them backwards. It doesn't... Not like it matters. Everybody's leaving anyway. What's the difference? Hey, look. They're leaving. I'm leaving. And now I'm here with you. All right, Serge. We're look. married now. It's okay. Serge, I'm already married. Yes, to me. This happened moments ago. Why are you things? I know. I was married before Like, that. hey, how's your day? Uh, my day was good. Like, and then I ask it in. Hey, how's your day? It was good. Like, we don't need to get into that. We don't need to talk at all. We just need to grass around with each other. Look, that's just You're the You're bound mentality. for glory. Oh, that's very clever. And then next year will be our slam anniversary. Okay. Where All you right. slammed me moments ago. See, now I'm recapping. Uh, see, now you're doing it, Serge. Well, look. If I can't go with you to Memphis, is there anything you're looking forward to in TNA in the new year, in this year of 2016? I'm just looking for you and my A. That's all I want. I don't want get. They, Scott is there, and he is gross, and he he's he, he doesn't want what I want, and he's thinks, Scott. What are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? This just leaves the door open for Dixie and I. <laughs> See, Serge, are you comfortable with that? No, because he's gonna have a. He's trying to get with an old carrot. It's it's not good for oh, anybody. Oh please, no judgments here on curtain shirts. Your eyes. Next, you're gonna just call Dixie an old bag of clothes. Yeah, she's just an old bag of clothes uh, that she, she can't used re- to look good. And she can't wrestle anymore. She doesn't have good work rate. Oh, see, that's not necessary. We don't need that. We may not like Roman Reigns, but that doesn't mean he's a bad wrestler. Ugh, Roman Reigns, Eve. <laughs> Serge, you sound like an internet wrestling fan. I assure you, I am not a fan. <laughs> so you've joined the Roman Reigns hate train? No, I just don't like anybody. I only love you. This you're all I need, Steve. Just come with me on this plane. You're just it. Come with me on this plane. Just come on. Just come in me in this plane. All right. Get in the plane and come to me, Serge. I feel like this got sexually graphic very quickly. Here's Eileen. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> That's just, that's just the sleeve of your jacket. Yeah, I named it Eileen. Just come on, you Eileen. You sewed little eyeballs on there with buttons. Come it's very on, clever. Come on, Eileen. Just come on, Eileen. Serge. Rub it. And then come on, I'll wash it off, and then I'll turn it inside out, and then you can come on, Eileen again. Well, we gotta be careful. You might get us content claimed on the uh, on the tunes on the melody. Oh, come on, just, just just run away with me. There's nothing here for you in Hollywood. Movies are a dying dream. It is a dying medium. I should say that. Come on, just. I, all right, I'll check in with you after the show. Okay. I've been waiting so long already. I'll wait a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop it. Thank stop you. making me flirt with you. Stop it. But thank you. Stop smelling my hand. <laughs> smells, smells refreshing. It smells like chili on a Get hot... out of here. Jesus Christ. Get get out of here. Get. Couldn't find the broom. I had to use the dust. Yeah, you got him with the Dyson.
<laughs> Hit him up with that Dyson. <laughs> oh man, there, yeah, there's so many, so many things that happened in WrestleMania. Raw, like the 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 season of things to come, be astronomical. Now that you'll be away from the show, will you? Will you actually watch wrestling? There's a probably good chance of it. <laughs> uh, Raw is the hard, like TNA. Raw is harder to watch. Is as hard to watch as TNA now at this point for me. Okay. Like I have no cable. Like I guess I could watch on Hulu, but I don't like seeing the Hulu edit. Yes. Like I like watching it live so I can watch like the clusterfuck happen in real time. Right. Which I'm a big fan of. Um, pay-per-views always pay-per-views I try mm-hmm. to catch those as much as I can um, yeah oh uh, Seth Rollins is in a new movie what yeah Wesley Snipes and Anne Heche are all like what a special forces team and like a CIA compound which is run by an artificial intelligence is there a trailer I don't think there's a trailer but it's part of Gene Simmons like genre production company that has a deal with wwe studios god damn it all right listeners this is why i have to just nut up and agree steve should have been the one that wrote this movie wesley snipes and hey seth rollins with gene simmons backing somebody else is getting this paycheck you guys and it is not okay uh, soon enough that'll i'll be writing for wwe films soon enough till i get burned way too bad god damn it i hope so because they need your help this part's really good but uh can we fit uh fit finley in there and <laughs> <laughs> to it i i think if i was to ever write for wwe films they'd all be tr- like yeah but can cena be in it yeah cena can be in it as long as fit finley can be in it as his dad <laughs> then these are fucking great ideas yeah we're also gonna need william regal as the mailman <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh, these are so good. These are so good. I just wanted to uh, say something real quick. Uh, Vince McMahon, thank you for joining us. Mr. McMahon, it's so it's always an honor to see you. Ah. I, I'm sorry, I know you ah. I know you hate platitudes, ah. so I apologize. But thank you so much for joining us. We're ah. just so happy to have you Shut on up. The, uh, Steve Sears. Uh, uh yeah. You're fine. Oh well. Mr. McMahon, it was an honor. Thank you. Oh, he's, he swaggered out of here. That that doesn't really hold cloud like he doesn't run our podcast. So you're not fired. I mean, you're... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I... It you're was, quitting. I think it was a send-off. I think it was a oh, send-off. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was better than, like, Steve Sears, kiss my ass right on the booty hole. <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, he probably smelled that on you already. Oh, Jeez, I've been really fiddling with this <laughs> with this headphones cord. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not sanitary, Steve. We're not gonna we're not gonna use that. Jeez, cord my hand looks like Spud McKenzie's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does not look good. Um, and you know, uh, one of the most popular people just stopping by all the time that uh, we love on this show. Uh, uh, oh, Paul the Giant, Big Show's brother, who works at Home Depot. No, no, no! Didn't you hear <laughs> what? He's dead. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> really writing him off the show. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's sometimes what people refer to uh, when God kills someone in the entertainment business. Yes. <sighs> oh, my God. I was going to introduce you. Uh, I mean, this, <laughs> is, this is this is monumental for for Steve's last show. Uh, everyone, Mrs. Dad is here. Oh, thank you for having me. God is dead. <laughs> what? Oh, oh just 
Thought I'd make a little Kafka joke there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that was that was pretty severe. I was going to say, this should be a time of celebration for you. I mean, it's a time of sadness for me, but this is huge. This is a monumental occasion for you and your family. Yes, finally, Steve Sears is <laughs> leaving Curtain Jerks. It's, uh, finally, I feel like I can take my rightful place as your co-host. Oh, no. Mrs. Dad is... And I'm Mrs. Dad. No, yeah, don't forget your pro- promo code <laughs> shrimp cocktail. 10% off your next box before you get deep in that sweaty box. Wrestling stuff. No, uh, Mrs. Dad, if, if you were to be my permanent co-host, it would be All really that. ridiculous uh, to do as much editing and cleaning up as much gargling and breathing as there is on your microphone to mute all that all the time. If you put the butter in your mouth first, you don't have to worry about dipping the shrimp in it. Uh, is that another Kafka joke? No, that's a... I call that a Jabba the Hutt joke. Okay. Well, no... Jabba, 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 Solo. You really sell it. I, I don't want to go into great detail of how you really sell it, but I think the listeners can gather. Uh, then, who, who am I? Give the order to put Luke Skywalker into the Sarlacc pit. Uh, the penis-headed guy. Yeah. No, no, but do the do that line. Uh, no, it's all angry. It's a no. Okay. And then who am I now? Salacious guy. Salacious guy. Yeah. That's what I call uh, when I couch day when I take the curtains off and I find all the delicious crumbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, it brings you great joy. I see clearly. I, um, f- f- You're not I, even making words <laughs> right now. You're just generally <laughs> breathing and uh, Force Awakens. That green, yep. green bread. Green bread. And soak up that uh, butter for the shrimp. Okay, look, Mrs. Dad. Finn just has to salvage all that scrap metal for a couple portions of uh, green bread. Look, Mrs. Dad, this has oh. to be a gigantic and monumental time for your family. There's- That's not a monumental time. That's a piece of garbage. Millennium Falcon. <laughs> okay, no. Let's, stop. Let's get away from Star Wars for a second. Come on, Mrs. Dad. This WrestleMania time. And the You're raw- right, WrestleMania. Yes, Scott, we're home. Oh my, <laughs> we're oh home. my god, this is, this is incessant Star Wars talk. This is this is so unusual. Normally, you're obsessed with food, uh, but we're we're talking about WrestleMania. Uh, the Miz was in the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title, uh, fell short. Who? Uh, your son. Who? The Miz. You mean Mike? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, Zack Ryder won. Did you see me try to get in the ring and hug him after he won? <laughs> I did not. Did you truly try to uh, climb the... Yeah, I was in gorilla position and somebody stopped me. They were like, it's not your moment, Mrs. Dad. Really? Because Zack Ryder's dad was in the audience and came from there. You were uh, trying to come all a, the way from gorilla? Such a poser. <laughs> Zack Ryder's dad's a poser? Zack Ryder's dad, such a poser. But Mrs. Dad, man... I would have walked the eighth of a mile to get to the ring from a gorilla <laughs> position. Uh, you wouldn't have run? You wouldn't have tried to jog to get there? I don't want to hurt myself. That's an <laughs> incline on that ramp. Uh, look, uh, but th- so 
Zack Ryder won there. And then the next night, though, my God, the huge, huge for your family. Monday Night Raw after Mania. Yeah, the, the Mizanin family had to be so proud with uh, the, there was a challenge thrown down by your son. And then uh, the, the Miz fights Zack Ryder for the Intercontinental title. Who was fighting Zack Ryder? <laughs> the Miz. Who? The Miz. <laughs> you mean Mike? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose everybody gets a seven or eighth chance here or there. I mean, yeah, then he, he. He fought for the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah, he fought for the Intercontinental Championship. And then there was a showdown between uh, The Miz and Zack Ryder's dad. And then Zack Ryder's dad got all mad and then shoved him to the ground. I mean, I guess I was a little harsher. I was harsh earlier. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, you got to be proud of somebody. Yeah, like, your son. Yeah, of course. Zack Ryder's dad just really wanted to be there for his son, so no. I understand that. Well, yeah, sure he did, and then you wanted to be there for your son. Oh, no, Zack Ryder isn't my son. <laughs> no. I wish he was my son. I wish Zack Ryder was my son. Internet championship? More like champion of the internet. Ugh. Yeah, no, but you, your son is The Miz, so you had to be proud of him because then— you, he, you mean Mike? Yeah. I mean, my son's Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call him my son. I mean. Well, right. Isn't he your son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he fought for the belt. And then uh, Maurice came into play. Oh, my God. Beautiful Maurice. Yeah, she's a very. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's very beautiful. I gave her a ride. You gave her a ride? Yeah. From. Uh, Were you an Uber driver? Where was it? WrestleMania was in Dallas. Where was Raw? Raw was WrestleMania in, was in Arlington, technically. Arlington, right. And Raw was in Dallas. Yeah, Raw was in Dallas. I yeah. gave her a ride to the arena in Dallas. Yeah. You gave her a ride? Yeah. I had an Uber. You. I was driving my Uber. <laughs> you were working? I was working Mania, yeah. I was working Mania. Weekend. So wait a second. I had I took Uber quite a bit, and they're not a sponsor of this podcast, so I'm not going to say what I feel about Uber. Uh you a lot of sexual assault claims very poorly very poorly handled by uber by oh. the head uber office okay so more like goober when it comes to sexual assault uh, are you hashtag goober hashtag sexual assault <laughs> hashtag uber <laughs> okay uh are you are you saying that you work as an uber driver and that you commit sexual assaults no i don't commit sexual assault okay most uber drivers do I didn't That's get That's a blanket statement. I didn't get one sexual assault. No, I'm doing my part to drive for Uber and not sexually assault people. Okay, that's good. But, you but, drove... what, but what is an ocean but a, a multitude of drops? I guess, I guess you're right. I guess, Unless that's another Kafka joke. No, it's from uh, no, uh, the Wachowski movie. Uh, Speed Racer? Tom Hanks. Speed Racer? Uh, Speed Racer? I know Kung Fu... Uh, Speed Racer. Atlas Rising. Speed Racer. Neptune Shrugged. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, Ben uh, Weeshaw and, and uh, Speed Racer. You you drove uh, Maurice. Uh, you drove Maurice to the Raw, the Monday night uh, uh, after. Oh, what's Ryback doing here? Oh, my God. It's Ryback. Feed me more. Oh, my God. Feed me more. Oh, don't eat my shrimp. Please. No, shrimp. Don't eat my shrimp. He's eating my shrimp. I, Mrs. Dad, look, I'm so sorry. He's I didn't know that Ryback was going to show up on the farewell to the Steve Sears episode. He ate my shrimp. He ate my shrimp. Please, Steve. Leave it a pumpkin. Thank you, Ryback. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
That was quite a send-off. Shut up, Steve. He ate my shrimp. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he ate the tails, too. Oh, it's just like a cat eating all of the shrimp. He ate the tails. I, my, it's my favorite part. Okay, look. I, but it was a, my favorite night. part of Raw. Your favorite part? Of course, your favorite part of Raw. Was the yes. Intercontinental Championship match. Yes, and then it because all Because I got to see my beautiful daughter-in-law, Maurice. Right. And, and I got to see my favorite wrestler. Right. You're, you're, Zack Ryder. Well... He's your favorite? Yeah, Zack Ryder finally getting his chance in the sun. Yeah, but okay, but let's uh, let's you know finish up the let's story fast here. Forward, yeah. Let's finish up the I'm story fast here. Forward. Maurice gets involved, and then uh, the Miz takes advantage, and boom, new Intercontinental Champion. Only one day reign. Uh, now the Miz, Intercontinental Champion. Your son. Boom. What? Who? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Your son, the Miz. Now, Maurice would, I, she's a woman. It would be my daughter. I wish she could be my daughter. She's no, beautiful. No, no, no. I didn't say Maurice. I didn't say Maurice is the Intercontinental Champion. I'm saying the the Miz is the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, you mean Mike? Yes. Mike the Miz Mizanin. Your son, Mike the Miz. If you, why do you want to misunderstand me when I say this? Mike the Miz Mizanin, your son, is the Intercontinental Champion. Beat Zack Ryder. Standing tall, and you weren't there. You know, I hate to be an armchair booker, but I mean, it just seems like a bad planning to take the belt off Zack Ryder so fast. I mean, people are really behind him. And to give it to somebody like Mike just seems really uninspired. I mean, he's just, I mean, honestly, if I had to say, I think that jacket he wears is really fool's gold. This is your son. This Pyrite. Is... What? Pyrite. Okay, this is your son. This is a legacy. You weren't there to celebrate. You you didn't embrace your son at all. It was Maurice that was there, and you seemed to be totally out of picture. Oh, and now when, Zach Ryder's when they is... came back to the gorilla position yes. to the back, I gave Maurice a very big hug. <laughs> what about Mike? Oh, yeah, I guess I must have missed him. <laughs> but what if, what if what if something happens between uh, Zach Ryder and his dad and and the Miz? Won't oh you man, get do you think I could hang out with Zack Ryder and his dad? Uh, well, what if you all fought in a match? What if there's some sort of tag team match? What if you all got faced like off? Like an intergenerational tag match? Yes. What if that? Would you get? Would you be on the side of your son? Would you be tag team partners with the Miz against Zack Ryder and his dad? I mean, I guess if they paid me, I, they'd have to pay me. Okay. Yeah. Say say they pay you, you and the Miz versus Zack Ryder and his dad. Would this happen? Oh God, yeah. But if my son was played by John Cena, sure, yeah. <laughs> he's not, well, he's not played by another oh, character. Be, okay, Seth Rollins, that'd be all right. No, <laughs> it'd have to Cesaro, be, Cesaro's great. No, it'd have to be your son. It'd have to oh, be well, his. God, if I had to pick my son, I'd go with, you know, Dean Ambrose. No, I, I mean... If you had to pick your... If you could pick your sons, am I right, dads? <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I was suggesting that you, you pick your son, The Miz, the, your actual son. Oh, I'd rather be frozen in carbonite. Okay, well, I, Ms. Dad, uh, thanks for stopping by and weighing in on this huge WrestleMania moment. Uh, thank you. Somebody who cares about you very much. <laughs> That's, uh... That's Princess Leia. Yeah, Princess Leia, yeah. As, uh, like bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. The thermo detonator. Yeah, that's uh, C-3PO. I'm very excited about Force Awakens. Yeah, well, it's already out. I mean... Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> really look forward to watching it. Again. Look, okay, I'll give you the Best Buy Steelbook copy with Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy in there. Are you, are you happy now? Yeah, so happy I'm going to put these shrimp between my fingers and pretend that I'm a giant with small hands. Okay, well, don't... 
Don't ruin the Blu-ray, please. Yeah, okay. It's like 30 bucks. So, uh, Thanks for stopping I, by. Mrs. Are you going to cut this ending out? I feel like it got a little off topic. No. It's, oh, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. Uh, what's your son's favorite Star Wars movie? Who? Mike. You mean Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. Mike's a big uh, Twilight fan. I don't even think he's ever watched Star Wars. <laughs> I put that on you. That's your fault. That's my fault. For not that's showing. That's my fault. For not showing. not showing the Miz Star Wars. No on me. Okay. Please go away. Okay. Bye, Steve. Jeez, don't be rude. Don't just wave at him. Say oh. something. It's a podcast. Bye, Mrs. Dad. Okay. I feel like that's the first time he's ever addressed me. Well, I, you know, that happens from time to time. Sometimes we get ignored by the ones that we're so close to. <laughs> the ones we care about so much. Oh, my goodness. There are so many things to talk about. ProWrestlingLoot.com. Use the promo code JERKS, J-E-R-K-S. Get 10% off your first loot. Guys, uh, like I said, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast. Go check that stuff out. I'll post it on our Facebook and Twitter. We'll get to that stuff in the future. We got a couple of best of episodes coming up in the future. Um next few weeks and then i'll be back i'll be back in the studio and uh i'll have some new stuff for you guys uh and uh more exciting things to come i know i'll be getting some content from tom anstey uh mr wrestling memes from over in the uk we got a chance to catch up and we'll have some stuff for you guys there um but this it's five years five years in one week five years in one week it's it's crazy yeah it's super crazy. It's been a fucking honor. It's been a total honor. Dead air. Dead air, dead air, dead <laughs> air. Uh, yeah. I love you, man. I love you, too. Queer. <laughs> you just had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> I got to get myself tough again, so it's all good. Um, yeah. No, it's... Uh, like I was saying, the um, the fans talking to you talking about you and uh unlike mrs dad uh it felt like this very proud partner that i know you're one of my best friends and uh very thrilled to be having a comedy partner and a work partner thrown through and someone i trust and like you were the guy when this all was a an idea where it's like I gotta tell Steve I'm so excited I gotta tell Steve <laughs> and just wanting to it's like I want you you were the person that's like I want to do this with you make me laugh which is hard because I'm jaded and <laughs> I'm dead inside and every week there are times when it's like oh this is tough or what do we do or what's the show gonna be but the second we hit record it's the thing I love so much and you're such a huge part of it so you're always welcome i appreciate that and it's uh it's uh it's been a hell of a ride i i (laughs) i admire you so much and i think that that's what made it really hard but also really easy at the same time was knowing that you always had my back and that i wanted more than anything in the world to have your back and I wanted to be able to deliver. And that's all I've tried to do because ever the first time you told me about this and then I fucked it up and then we like <laughs> recovered and like I think there's just always this element of like that's the guy I admire so much. I want to be that brave on stage, on the radio, on in on the screen. Like Scott 
is the guy I want to be able to tap into whatever that is. And I've been utterly honored to be able to share a stage, to share the airwaves with you because for that, and I like to think that I've become, I've been able to grow and become a better performer because I've got to be with the best. And for that, like, I'm never going to be able to beat that. Like this was, it's a hell of a ride. You're right. Well, so thank you. Uh, you know, I always give shit about that, but it was never a fuck up. Like we wouldn't ever be where we are today. You know, if we didn't go down the path that we did. So you've always been there for me through thick and thin, through all the, the stuff off air, stuff on air. You got married through this. Like there are just so many great things. You made a movie. You're going to make more and you're going to come back and talk about them. And uh, it needs to happen. So it will. But uh, as we always talk about movies, good journey. <laughs> we don't say goodbye. We say good journey. Oh, good journey. And I'll, I'll buy that movie soon on Voodoo, so that way it's on there in case you're not sure what I'm talking about. Well, no, I like the sentiments. I don't know what movie we're talking Masters about. Masters of the Universe. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> good journey. <laughs> I've seen it. Good journey, Steve Sears. Um, so, is there anything that you want to say where people, if they want to keep in touch with you, if it's Twitter or anything like that? Or I'm if it's at, like, no, just fuck off for a while, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm at a Steve Sears. That's it, I think. Yeah, man, stay on Curtain Jerks. Stay at Curtain Jerks, guys, because this is your support has meant everything, and I'm glad I got to be a part of it. I've just been so grateful, and I just for me, I'm I'm so scared and hungry because I got to I have to build a career, and this has been such a big part of like getting better at so many things. But I have to hunker down in a way I've never had to do before, and I appreciate all the support. But this is so important. I couldn't have done so much without it. Uh, and I think it's a it's a really amazing thing because uh, this has been a dream of mine that I chased and you know I'll, I'll talk about it in the upcoming weeks this is more about Steve but uh, these past WrestleManias I've gotten to do a lot of stuff that were sort of dreams of mine that I wanted to do and you know we've gotten to do stuff together that were dreams of ours and now you're actively hearing Steve going out and pursuing his dream and there's no fear in that and it's a lot of fear in that. Well, there's I mean, no there's no negativity, but it's fucking scary. And right, but like, you're you're still doing it, and we all have those fears where we don't want to do it, or we tell ourselves, "Here's why I can't or I shouldn't." But I've already shit the bed multiple times this week alone, and fallen on my face like in meetings and stuff like that. Just, but I'm like I'm inching closer to something, and, and I can't, I'm coming from something that's so near and dear to my heart. So I'm I'm grateful for that. And listeners, uh, if you take away anything from this one, you know, if there's something in there, go do it. Absolutely. I, I think that's a, like, if you have a chance to create or build something, there's somebody you trust that you want to work with, do it. Just fucking do it. Get out there and build it out of popsicle sticks and glue or put it on the radio or put it on YouTube. Just fucking make it. But with consent. With consent. Come on, you can be a little racist, but have consent. Yeah, and if it's going to be racist, make sure it's topical. Yeah. And when I say topical, I mean postmodern. Yeah. yeah. And don't tag Taz on Twitter about no, it. No, he's not going to appreciate it. It doesn't, it doesn't. It's not even that it's racial. It's just he doesn't have a sense of humor. Not at all. Yeah. On the slightest. Those aces and eights guys don't fuck around. No, they don't. Yeah. Because uh, they got nothing else going on right now. <laughs> I just imagine the aces and eights clubhouse empty. <laughs> <laughs> Just all these empty beer bottles, and like one guy's like, "Hey, did you hear about 
Oh. Just and sleeping skanks everywhere and D-Lo just playing cards by himself. <laughs> just constantly dealing to no one and then scooping them all up. That's how you win at solitaire. You play out other people's hands. <laughs> well, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Thank you, Steve Sears. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. You recording? We're recording. Yeah, super we're recording. extra bet. Super extra bet. Okay, super extra bet. Okay. You're, oh. you're the money. Oh, my you goodness. You are the money, sir. Oh, WrestleMania, Shane McMahon. Nickname, the money. Height, 6'2". Weight, 230 pounds from New York City, New York. Signature move, the coast to coast. <laughs> Career highlights, WWE European champion. I believe that was the WWF European champion at the time. You are correct. WWE hardcore champion. No such thing. That was a WWF hardcore <laughs> champion. Uh, Undertaker, nickname, the dead man. Height, 6'10". Weight, 299. From Death Valley. Signature move, Tombstone. Career highlights, WWE champion, 22-1 and one at WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, April 3rd, 2016, Texas. Ooh, I love that it's got that money font. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> wow. All right, Scott got me the Undertaker Shane McMahon dollar sign t-shirt. Let's check the size. The most important thing, medium. Nice. Fuck you. You leave me, you piece of shit. That's what you get. That's what you get. Let's give it a try on. This is going to be. No, you goddamn bastard. I got your large. That's for somebody else. <laughs> oh, man. I was about to say, you're going to get a big old belly t-shirt, just like when I got that Bray Wyatt Undertaker one. Mm-hmm. Oh, now that's a man's t-shirt right there. That's going to make me feel like a little boy. <laughs> oh, that is a sweet piece of business right there. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Curtain Jerks, episode 262 on the Comedy Podcast Network. Phil Ranta producing executively. Steve and Scott, executive producing too. Why not? Yeah. April 5th, 2016, the Tuesday after WrestleMania 32. Mm. All right, we're rolling. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, you're rolling on out of here, aren't you? No, did you want to say your <laughs> pre-roll bit? No, I no, I didn't want to do a pre-roll bit. Oh, I was looking for stuff to put at the end. Oh, uh, it's got to be something. Just be like, stop, stop. I'm crying again. Stop. <laughs> okay. Just stop tape. We just stop need, tape. We just need something really good for the end. Uh, I googled. Go podcasting no more, will you? I googled tuba full of chili yesterday at work. Of course you did. Yeah, I got two hits. <laughs> oh, God damn it! You almost made me cry for that. <laughs>